The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. <laughs> but we hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm open I mean, your I'm in my mind head. with. I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today's guest is my wife. We got some big news for you guys. Alright, I don't have too much time tonight, so I didn't have any time to think of a flow moment. Um, or or even get it ready. So anyways, uh, getting right up to things. I don't, I don't know if there was any new podcast since I had put out mine. So I think I'm good there maybe. I I, I don't actually know, but I I I uh, I would have to to look back on you guys to to have follow up this time cuz I'm totally blanking out on it. But I I've been enjoying everything. I actually think that um I had to say overall Dan Dan has been really up in his game. Um maybe the new microphone has been encouraging him or something, but uh it's just kind of fun to to see Dan take off a little bit. Um, and Scott had a nice one. Uh, that that I had that 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 cool story. Um, and uh, I, I I liked um, I liked the color in the story, like all the the sort of description and everything, and and the the kind of feel of it. I don't know, but I, I enjoyed. And if you have any other sides of you, Scott, to show off on the podcast, it'd be fun to see. Um, so I think that's it. Uh, I see that Chris and Dan have just put out another podcast, so I'll be hearing those tomorrow morning. Um, uh, so on to topics. I have, um, I don't know how many of you really knew Pete Seeger, who he was, what his impact was, but, um... He uh, just died this week, and he was over 90, 94, I believe. And he was as sharp as a frickin' tack to the day he died. Um, it, he's one of those guys. I th- he reminds me of, um, as far as that, I mean, it, just for the fact that he was so sharp right to the end, uh, reminds me of, um, of uh, what's his name, the, st- the stand-up comedian uh, George Carlin who was pretty much to his dying year making new comedy. And uh, Pete Seeger, right right to the end, was making new music and and performing and everything. I actually could have uh, had a chance to see him not too long ago, and I, I decided not to because things are so crazy. But I'm starting to realize that I, I kind of, you know, regret a lot of these, these chances. Um that I don't take, and I, I I know I'm becoming an old, you know, overworked man, but uh, <laughs> but I should get out to things like that when I see that happening. I mean, I don't know, but then again, you never know when someone's gonna die. I guess. <laughs> uh, but some of his most popular songs were 
where have all the flowers gone? If I had a hammer, uh, turn, 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 which the the um, the birds I think made into an even more popular song. Um, he he also uh, brought forth that song "We Shall Overcome," which was actually more of a what kind of his style was like passing on music. He was he said he was kind of a link in a chain, and he would he would be like a music observer. Um, and, uh, try to bring forth things that are really amazing. Um, and so we shall overcome was something I think he, he got from an African spiritual. Um, but, uh, it was just neat to see that sort of approach. And he also like, he, he loved to have the, the choruses be, be like sing-alongs and he felt the best when the, when the audience would all sing, you know that's that's what he enjoyed more. He wanted music to be a participatory thing, and I I'm really big on that. And I have a there's a side of my heart for the folk music, the the uh, I guess you could call it, yeah the '60s folk music, Peter Paul and Mary, Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan. Uh, it goes back. What what's that name of that guy? You know the, the guy that wrote uh, "This Land Is Your Land." Also like uh, Guth- Guthrie, he he was like Woody Guthrie was probably like the Pete Seeger of of his time. So, uh, my hats off any, anyone that's interested or, or does know something about him that and would like to hear a good, good story on him. The, the, um, Tom Ashbrook, uh, on point with Tom Ashbrook had him on and, uh, it was pretty good. So, um, he shall be missed. And I, I really think that he is, kind of in a dying breed. I don't know how um strong folk music uh is anymore. Like like music that, you know, you could say was preachy, teachy preachy, whatever, but um still music that had a very direct point but also, you know, was very simple and uh meant to be, you know, played like meant to to everyone to sing along and play, you know, kind of s- stuff. And now everything's so produced and complicated and everything that and that's all we want. Like someone someone was saying uh like um, you know, cool cool written song doesn't really make it too far nowadays. It's all about like like the the boom boom you know that that sort of driving music with re- repetitive stuff um that's what that's what the kids like nowadays <laughs> um so hopefully it won't be lost in history i mean i guess with the internet nothing's going to be lost in history but but hopefully there's going to be something um some sort of uh something that that contributes to to my life or something that we, you know, never lose. I, you know, it's out there. Anyways, uh, the next thing I had to talk about was um, hunting. I don't know if this is too big of a topic to, to kind of bring up, but I am a hunter now. I wasn't always a hunter. And I think at some point, especially in my uh, zealot uh, liberal um <laughs> liberal school child days it seemed like seemed like there was definitely kind of a i mean 
not to say that it's wrong necessarily, but there was definitely seemed to be sort of a liberal education in in school, public schools. I mean, I, I guess it would make sense, but but you know, like like there's certain things that that would kind of like they call it social engineering that are just like kind of created as as educational like things that you you pass across. You know, like like we were sold big time that college is the only way to succeed. We were sold big time that, uh, like, like I was talking about that, like things like hunting is, is bad generally, or things like, um, uh, welfare is good or helping the poor. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like there was always this suicide or maybe, maybe it's teachers. I, I don't, I don't really know. I, 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 I think however it is, it seems like, public schools produced a whole lot of liberals. Um, or maybe it's just natural. I, I, it's, it's really hard to know. But but either way, as I've grown and gotten more more kind of um, understanding that, that you kind of can't judge something until you actually know something about it, um, with, with, with that sort of eye, I can see that hunting is actually a great thing if done right. I I've I've been with like very honorable hunters and uh and they follow the rules and the rules are that they they keep track of how many deer for instance, it's a big one, how many deer are out there and then they they sell the amount of uh, uh tags to to shoot them and then once those were allotted filled in, then you then then that's it. You can't shoot anymore. You've thinned them out because, you know, overpopulation is going to be bad for us and for them. And you, um, you get food that's, uh, that's healthy food. And, um, and you, it's kind of a skill to, it's kind of like a skill like carpentry. All, once again, all Amish know how to hunt. Hunting, I mean, could be a serious need. If uh, you were in a circum- certain circumstance, um, it sure would be nice to know how to fucking <laughs> sneak up on something. I mean, that's really it. You know, they, that's the other. That's the other. Like, I think the other thing that was kind of liberal was was TV. Yeah, like TV was, you know, like uh, for instance, um, I remember the Elmer Fudd. The Elmer Fudd character was totally like a like how I saw hunters and I think how a lot of people saw hunters, you know, as these idiots with guns and it's completely unfair. And then like, like you see a, um, a rabbit pop out of the hole and then just like 5,000 rounds go get shot at it. Um, to me, hunting is like either solo practice or, or like a team practice, but it's, it's intelligent and it's hard work. I mean, it's not just like freaking. You know, I mean, we are, we can be smarter than the deer, but the deer are freaking awesome and they're wild and they're, they're very smart or they have very great senses. They can smell you like, like before they see you, you know, you're, you, um, will have a hard time approaching up on something if you don't know what you're doing. And so, uh, I mean, how, how many times have you walked in the freaking like woods for on like a trail and seen actually seen some wildlife and you know they're out there bear are out there you know uh deer are out there but there you'll never see them 
because it's it's really hard to see them. You know, you got to know your shit to like you know get them to 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 come out. And that's a cool other cool thing about hunting is that you end up seeing a lot more wildlife because you're hiding out because you've you've hiding your scent. All those things, you know, you you become invisible, and then it takes time, and you got to take time, and then in the meantime, you see all sorts of things. I ended up seeing a uh, porcupine once climbing a tree, and who could ever say they've seen a porcupine climbing a tree? I mean, what the fuck, man? And they're weird looking. Um, I didn't even know like they were that prevalent around here. I I mean, if I hadn't seen it in pictures, like, I would have never thought some crazy creature like this existed with pointy needles and whatnot. Um, So so either way, there's a lot of positive things with hunting, and uh, I just... um, I just think that's interesting how we've grown on the subject and how still to this day the subject is quite, quite tense. And the guns issue... Most time hunters are the ones that are the ones that are huge on guns, uh, though, you know, there's also kind of paranoid uh, militia type, maybe, I guess you could say, like this this weird sort of um, honor thing. But but then again, you know, I mean, it's kind of like uh, like like in Libya or something like that, you know, I mean, you could have an air raid that that like will completely destroy an enemy or whatnot. I mean, air power, I guess is the huge, like, like advantage over anyone with a gun, but still, you know, when it comes down to it, the, the, the ground game is the last game to play and, and people can make it work for a long time. I mean, ask F- Afghanis, you know, fighting in the mountains that the gun ain't important. And so people can protect themselves pretty well even with the disadvantages of fighting against the government. So so I mean I don't I don't turn down that idea that that militias are still kind of possible. I mean even though who knows. But I mean it, I've just like the way history's been, I mean that the, there's definitely a possibility that the civilization could crumble. And in that time, it could be terrible. <laughs> Look at me. I'm, I'm getting to the paranoid NSA part of me. But I, I think everyone has some part of that. I mean, I don't take it too seriously. I uh, I think our country is going forward. But either way, guns. I think that I understand why people might fight the, the rule of, of limiting gun rules. Because really, no, what it doesn't work. I mean, there's nothing you can do with guns and everything that could make it any um, any better. I mean, unless you were completely restrictive and didn't let anyone have a gun. So, I mean, basically, you know, I mean, you can trust anybody you want, but anyone that wants to break the law, you know, it's going to be able to break the law. Um, and so, so guns will be a danger until there are no guns left. So, uh, um, you know, I guess uh, all I can say is that may- maybe I'd be into that, into no guns at all. I mean, but uh, like I said, the idea of a militia isn't that, that far-fetched either. So so I say um, maybe you take the good and the bad. I mean, things, I mean, generally violence is, is down, I've heard. Um and I hear all these mass shootings tend to be kids that are on some sort of uh, medication, usually some sort of uh, prescription drug that they've 
they ha- they are on usually an antidepressant, which is also kind of scary. You know, maybe an antidepressant will keep you from killing yourself, but it might not keep you from killing a million other people. Oh shit. Um. Anyways, guns. All right. Uh. So moving on to the fetus and dead mother. Listen to all these uh, heavy subjects I got here, but it's true, man. Dead mother and a fetus. Have you heard about this? It's like uh, brought up abortion issues. This woman had got, I don't know, something happened to her, and she was almost, she was pretty much dead. She was put on life support, and she was kept on life support. She wasn't taken off life support uh, against the family's wishes, be- the family's will, because um, the uh, abortion laws in Texas wouldn't, wouldn't allow them because she was pregnant. She had a baby. So they were keeping her alive so that the baby could possibly be taken out. And so the the baby was not viable. It was 14 weeks old. So so I, I've been learning all these new vocabulary words. So the viable baby. Um, so the baby has to be more like 22 weeks or something like that. So basically they were trying to, to incubate this baby inside a, a dead woman's body through life support. Um, to get the thing to 22 weeks old. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. So so they had an appeal or, or took it to court and then the, the family won out. The judge made a ruling and then they were finally able to to, to kill the mother and the, the, the child. And, uh, I mean, what a conflict, man. I I mean, you could feel on both sides of this. This is why abortion is so crazy. I mean, we all try to be cocky and like like pro choice, pro pro life and everything, but I mean, every single situation has its own kind of judgment on it. I mean, you have you could have a rich lady just just rich girl that's able to to like like be totally irresponsible and and uh and then just pay her problems away. That's one bad part of abortion. And then you got the person that's been raped and and that they're and they're poor and they're in no position to have a child, and the child is in, is in no position to have a decent life, and uh, and they won't let you abort. And that is also a bad side, right? I mean, come on, let's not be stupid. Let's not be like one sided here and and stuck on our fucking like um you know our feet in the cement. Everything is nuanced. And abortion is so nuanced, and that is why it's so hot topic. People love to 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 get like one sided on this stuff, but um, we all know that it's nuanced, and so this is like as nuanced as it gets. And so, what do you what do you say? What what's my opinion? I don't know. I kind of if the baby had a chance to live, I'd fucking let the baby live. It's it's kind. I mean, if it were healthy, but but I heard that the the um the mother was without oxygen so long that she um wasn't gonna she the baby was gonna be like severely damaged like who knows brain damage i'm not sure they said the best iq it could possibly have would be a 70 or something like that so um that's another hard thing i mean if that's the case (laughs) there's another case for abortion um which i that's a hard one but i would generally lean to that that I would be okay with abortion in those those sense. It's it's a burden. 
it's a burden. No, I'm talking about a whole bunch of abortion scenarios. Now Sarah's talking, and she, no one can hear her. But uh, she, she, uh, what did you say? She, she, she was, she was saying, you know, it's not abortion if the mother dies. And I, I, um, I, I mean, it's not her choice for an abortion, but it could technically be abortion if the baby could be. Like I've killed cows before, and I saw a a, a baby dying inside one. And I've cut it out before because I've like I, it it was really weird. Have, I, this is this is a bizarre cow story. There was one time I shot a cow in the head, and uh, or actually my brother did, and then we saw yeah the calf was was still alive in there. She was pretty far along pregnant, and so Dave knew just where to cut, and he fucking took a knife and cut it open, pulled the calf out, and its heart was still beating, but we weren't able to to save it. But we were willing to save it, you know. I mean, there's there's some sort of like right to life for that calf. That I mean, but yeah, I don't call myself pro life. If that calf was far enough along, which it was, it was quite far enough along. It was like eight eight months along. Um. So I don't know. But uh, anyways, that that's how nuanced it is. And so, like I said. Um, unless you're lying to yourself, I can't believe anybody that's pro-life or pro-choice hardcore all the way. Okay. Unless it were the matter of just the fact that there could be abortion or not be abortion, then I would have to say, yes, there should be abortion. That if there was just a yes or no, abortion yes, abortion no, I would have to say yes, abortion. If it were a, a part of, like, certain cases, then I, I could give you a more uh, nuanced answer. Okay. Uh... Well, I think that was enough. I got a couple of topics for for next week, uh, so I, I'm I'm full of topics because I got my interview and she's in studio right now. So I'm gonna switch over to the onboard mics. Hello, 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 Sarah. Hello, Joe. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty, keep talking. I got levels here. Hmm. This is this is gonna go so smooth that I don't even think I have to. Do any pausing. All right. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Joe. So, we got some news for everyone. Yep. Would you like to tell anybody what those, that news is? Tell everybody, actually. No, why don't you tell everybody what the news is? All right. <laughs> the news is that we're pretty sure, actually, we're 100% sure, right, Sarah? We're still negotiating. We're still negotiating. But we're pretty much 100% sure that we are moving. Yep. We are moving. Yeah. <laughs> and guess where? <laughs> I can guess I, you... Can I tell him? Yeah, you can tell okay. him, sir. Okay, so we're moving... Well, we're moving to a um, nursing home slash farm where housing is provided. And the deal is that we work in the nursing home and the farm in whatever capacity they need us um, and constantly changing. We could be doing things like sewing buttons to working in the candle shop to harvesting potatoes. Joel's going to be working working in the dairy some and they have the total of 10 cows (laughs) and 5 acres of Compared to my hundreds of cows, hundreds of cows. And um, so it's definitely going to be a big change. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's 
this is a commitment, but yet, I mean, it's it's not like a commitment like we're we're going to be forced to stay there. I mean, we can leave at any time. But once we get the next plan, we can't leave without a plan. Yeah, yeah. Once we get the next plan, but I'm just saying, it's not like we're stuck. But it, Sarah's father is is not in the best of health, and she just spent some time down there, and she feels like this is the best place to be. Yeah, it works out. It's really good. It feels very important to have. The, yeah. So that that's person. numero uno. Is yeah. that it's it's going to be down near New York City, where where Sarah's parents live, and in Rockland County, and it's right. It's the same place where Sarah went to school. And it's it's one of the major Waldorf um, centers in the world. Waldorf School is, is uh, this is something that you probably only find in like Germany, you know, or, or maybe it's like like capital cities and in, in countries. Um, and but Waldorf is like the largest private school organization outside of Catholic schools, and it's a kind of um, you could say spiritual arts uh at Montessori ish type type teaching. Um a lot more emphasis on, on hands on um than than books and uh and it's a lot more high emphasis on the arts than sports. Uh, no sports are there too. Well yeah sports are important. But not too, like a public school. But not like yeah. a public yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the arts are, are just as important. Mm-hmm. Um, or just I don't know what you want to say is just as important as math. All the kids, well, because they all because uh, like say music supports math, you know. Yeah. So there's all like they look at what the value yeah, is of the, the holistic. Type. Yeah. Oh. And and, and uh, it, it's pretty cool, and that's what Sarah taught before um, her grades. We both taught at the Walder School in East Aurora, and uh, so this one is the one in New York City, and so it has a college. It has a farm community retirement place. So it's basically, not in the city; it's outside the city. Basically, if you think about it, like ide- like like uh, utopia kind of ideals, like you have a school, a college, and a place where people can work for the rest of their lives. <laughs> live and die. Live and die. Yeah, you could live there and then retire there. Yeah, yeah. and so, so, not to say that we could get sucked in that way, but it is kind of funny because like you feel like you, everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. by your community you know like you don't well, it's have a, to it's worry like, it's like an Amish community except for not we wouldn't be among Amish um, it would be like we. it would be the next step yeah it would be so now would, we're living among the Amish but then we go into a community where we could become like the Amish yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh do we do we fail to mention that they all wear pointy hats and uh no and they all don't have beards no they don't oh they don't mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah so everything's modern you know but yet it's it's got old-fashioned well it's not even old-fashioned i kind of like the idea because i mean you can use the internet i mean there, there's all the modern you have cars and everything there's all the modern society things but there is still a high emphasis on community community yeah so, which is yeah. which has been de-emphasized more and more with all our technology especially electricity and and cars and so um i like to see how it feels you know i mean this is a great great uh challenge and even if it it doesn't work out it's still very you can cannot imagine not learning something from this experience this is going to be a great learning experience and it's going to be a good environment for children yeah so all in all it's all all cool but but then it's interesting too so so this community is tied to a school and and a and a college 
Um, now the coworkers are pretty much considered like almost you could say like the uh, what what do they call that the the people that that live lived with you like take care of people like like servants and stuff like that what would you call that house that they lived in servants quarters servants quarters or something like that sure so imagine that we're kind of like that we're there as kind of living there it is your life in a sense and and you're you're kind of should be around enough that you're you know always kind of ready to take care of something right so it's in a sense a 24 7 commitment yeah like i could imagine if one of the members very distracting falls out of his or her bed in the middle of the night and is a bigger person they probably would call joel yeah i could see that to help yeah exactly i mean i that's potential Mm -hmm. and so then that you could say that there's a little pressure to not not leave as much as you should but um you know of course sarah has her parents and everything so so but but generally this this it's you got time off and you got days off and everything and you can go anywhere you want but there's this sort of like you could say there's probably an underlying feeling or or expectation expectation or pressure that you you dedicate a lot of your time to to enrich yourself within the community which is what we're doing here and which there's full of opportunities over there yeah like there there's meetings there's there's like you know I'm what yoga and I'm sure there's probably groups and everything like anyone can form a group and you know and study groups whatever mm-hmm. yeah and and generally you've got some pretty you know um, like inspired people to to do those things with and uh, people that are, are dedicated and motivated maybe you know, so so you'll have some pretty educated and 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 um, uh, smart, you know, and and how could you say, charismatic people maybe. I don't think they're charismatic. I think they're the opposite. I think they're kind of on the social fringe, and oh, yeah? this is where they end up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the older people are really the wiser ones, and then the other one uh, middle-aged i mean and i'm uh, no there's some really wonderful people there people i know but i think sometimes like we got the handbook yesterday and it it scared me to tears when i read it because (laughs) you know there's a whole paragraph about how a lot of people who are dissatisfied with their lives in general are drawn to this place (laughs) like (laughs) that's not what i feel like is going on but um which is good but it is, it's intimidating because it's not like just going and buying a house in a neighborhood and being like, well, I'll meet my neighbors. It's like, you're going to move into this place and you're expected to build relationships with people, Yeah. which I like doing, but mm-hmm. I guess the expectation is exhausting. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll be easy enough to do it once we're in it. I I don't really know. I, I, think, I think it'll be kind of fun because we can do it all as a family unit. Like we, yeah. we're we're all together in this, and it's something that just yeah, and it definitely is. is cool. I mean, there's definitely amazing things about it, and it's a good way to get ten miles down the road from your dad. Yes, like like even if you see your dad once or twice a week, yes, that's a lot more than you're seeing him before. Yes, yes, you know, exactly. and if things get serious, you'll be able to take personal time. You'll yes. be able to take a vacation around it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there there is 
there is uh, I don't think there's much worry in that end. Yeah. You know, I could not imagine them not understanding that. Yeah. And so it's it sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, all in all, if you're able to see your dad, like I think that's that's what we can do. And and the work for me is actually going to be a lot lighter. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Compared to what I'm used to right now, it'll be it'll be good. But I also hope to bring my hard work ethic with me. Um, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of work to do. Uh, but but also I've kind of gotten used to, to podcasts and working, and hopefully there'll be some solo jobs. But, I mean, if they're not, then I'd probably be, you know, it'd be rude not to... to uh, to to be wearing headphones all the time so you know i gotta think about that you know i'll still find my time but but i'll have a lot less time to listen to them and that'll be a a big loss on my end um what do you think sarah well i think it'll tap you into the regular world a little bit more (laughs) yeah yeah that's true And, and even if like just half the time was spent with people maybe i would get i i can't imagine that i might not have some some other jobs Um, pause this a second all right so um so so long story short you know we'll we'll definitely we know the least now it's a news day we we have some new news but there is no real real information until we get there so i guess you'll you'll find out the new news as we find out um So, uh, without further ado, I'd like to say goodbye to you all. You want to say goodbye, Sarah? Nope. (laughs) Sarah's shy. Speaking of shy, man, this is like the third time we did this. (laughs) Yeah, um, she, she, uh, I tried doing this with a microphone. And, and she just the the negativity that came from that was overwhelming. Hence, we are on the omnidirectional microphone. All right. I have have a good week, and I can't wait for Dan and Chris's podcast for tomorrow.